It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Part four of our Twitter Files expose. Now, we're going to get into this in in a moment, but I do want to tell you about some other big news that has hit today, and that is um, Twitter is literally auctioning off virtually everything that made Twitter ridiculous. Now, what am I talking about? I'm talking about Elon Musk is, is changing the culture and doing it quickly. He is saying see ya to their espresso machines, their lounge chairs, uh, other employee toys are all for sale now, showing just how ridiculous and how much of a country club the woke Twitter offices were. Now, members of the public are going to have an opportunity to rob the graveyard of old Twitter as dismissed employees once beloved espresso machines and their comfy lounge chairs are put up for auction. The social media company is going to sell off all of their kitchen equipment and furniture from its San Francisco office next month to interested buyers through Heritage Global Partners. They're a company that conducts auctions for downsizing business. Now, roughly two-thirds of Twitter employees have departed the company under Elon Musk's new high expectations for remaining workers' mandates, right? They actually want you to work. And... Now he's saying, see ya. Now, items for sale include their La Marca Gozoco espresso machines. Never heard of it before. It must be really nice. And their specialty rotisserie ovens, as well as commercial blenders and grinders, refrigerators, grills and griddles, fryers, braising pans, and even their beloved pizza ovens. That according to a list that has been posted by Heritage Global Partners. That's not all. Electronics and furniture will be available for auction, including Apple computers and monitors, Google Jamboards, NEC projectors, phones and speakerphones, soft seats and furnishings, and hundreds of office chairs. Musk making headlines for quickly pivoting the culture of the social media company from a Nice Airbnb, their plush amenities, five-star hotel-like workplace towards an actual commitment to improving the platform and, you know, actually having to work. As for the internal restaurants that are at Twitter, yeah, they're getting rid of those as well. They're not going to have it be a five-star country club. They're sick and tired of it. And this is part of why they say the woke culture has been a total disaster at Twitter. Most of the employees actually talked about working about four hours a day. 
Some saying they only worked four hours a week. Now, let me hit pause on that perspective on a liberal environment and go to the other big story that is also broken. But before I get to that, I want to tell you about an awesome gift that you can give for Christmas to anybody on your list as an outdoorsman. It is TurtleBox. It is the loudest, truly portable Bluetooth speaker on the market. And this is a gift for anybody that loves to tailgate, loves to be outside, loves to go to sporting events. If you have kids on sporting teams, you will love this speaker. And if you want to have a gift that you know will be used for years to come, you need to check out TurtleBox. I've got one. It is awesome. And it is truly portable, waterproof speaker, the loudest on the market. You need to check them out. Go to TurtleBoxAudio.com, all right, slash Ben, TurtleBoxAudio.com slash Ben. You'll also get $20 off when you use my promo code at checkout, which will save you money. Go to TurtleBoxAudio.com slash Ben to get the ultimate Christmas gift for any outdoorsman or anybody in your life that loves music outside that's truly portable audio. TurtleBoxAudio.com slash Ben. Now, the Democrat mega donor, Sam Bankman fried has been arrested in the Bahamas. Now, initially, you would think that's a good thing. Here's where the fix is in. He was arrested after being a free man for basically more than 30 days in the Bahamas just hours before he was going to face questions from Congress. Why did this happen this way? I'll tell you exactly why. Democrats were terrified of what he may say. In virtually all of his interviews, he's been spilling the beans because I think it's like, hey, my house is on fire. I'm going to take everybody else down with me. The Democratic mega donor, the number two donor in the Democratic Party, SBF was arrested just hours before that that question in Congress. And he was arrested in the Bahamas. Why? Because Democrats apparently did not want him to have to testify in front of the House Financial Services Committee. Bankman-Fried arrested after U.S. authorities filed criminal charges against him. And many now are believing this is 100% to do with politics. Quote, earlier this evening, the Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government. Yeah, I understand why now. Based on a sealed indictment filed by New York's district district attorney, United States attorney Damian Williams said we expect to move the to unseal the indictment in the morning and we'll have more to say at that time. But if you go to their Twitter page, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York said USA. Damian Williams, earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government based on that sealed indictment. Well, there you go. Some politicians are not happy about this, quickly pointing out that Bankman-Fried's arrest came just hours before his highly anticipated testimony to Congress, where many Republicans were going to ask him tough questions about his donations to the Democratic Party. Lee Zeldin said this, Tomorrow, Sam Bankman-Fried was scheduled to testify in front of the House Financial Services Committee. House GOP was ready to grill him six ways to Sunday. Former New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin also said, Now breaking tonight, 
Sam Bankman-Fried was just arrested. Why not allow him to first testify tomorrow and answer our many questions? This is how the deep state and the Democratic Party works. And I bring this up because now let's go into the Twitter files. This is no different than the playbook that we've now learned from the Democratic Party and from what has come out from the Twitter files. When Democrats don't want something to see the light of day, what do they do? They cover it up, silence it, and make sure it never sees the light of day. Sam Bankman-Free was the number two donor of the Democratic Party, Party behind George Soros. He's scheduled to appear before the House Financial Services Committee, and they say this is a problem. What do we do? Let's indict him and get him arrested. Now, the disgraced financier previously dodged Chairwoman Maxine Waters' request for him to testify before the committee. That's what they're trying to claim. Bankman Freed was a very close friend and donor to Maxine Waters, just so you know. Bankman Freed told Waters and the committee last week that he is not sure if he would be finished learning and reviewing what happened with FTX before the committee wanted him to testify, quote, on December the 13th. However, on Monday, during a Twitter space interview, just hours before his arrest, Bankman Freed confirmed that he would reappear remotely before the House Financial Services Committee rather than an in-person appearance because he is quite overbooked. And that's when Democrats said, crap, we got to indict him now and get him so he won't be able to tell his story. I don't think I will be arrested, Bankman Freed reportedly said during that Twitter space interview. He added that he is open and willing to possibly appear before the Senate Banking Committee on Wednesday. Senators Sherrod Brown Democrat Ohio and Pat Toomey, Republican Pennsylvania, the chairman and the ranking member of the Senate Banking Committee, criticized Bankman Freed over his reluctance to confirm an appearance before their committee. Brown and Toomey said in a joint statement, quote, virtually every CEO, financial regulator and administration official for Republicans and Democrats has agreed to testify in front of both the Senate and the House when called upon. This is how Congress congressional oversight works. We have offered Sam Bankman-Fried two different dates for providing testimony before the Senate Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee and are willing to accommodate virtual testimony. He has declined in an unprecedented abdication of accountability. Given that Bankman-Fried's counsel has said they were unwilling to accept service of the subpoena, we will continue to work to have him appear before the committee. He owes the American people an explanation. Now, this is where I believe that Sam Bankman-Fried actually screwed up. If he was smart, he would have turned on all of the Democrats that he was giving to, telling them that the reason why he was able to get away with what he got away was because they didn't regulate him because he was giving them so much money. That's the truth of the matter. Let's not act like it's not. Now, before I get into more of that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile real quick. You may see a lot of bait and switch offers for free phones, free iPhones. Well, they're usually too good to be true, just like freedom itself. Nothing is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract at Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carrier that you're probably on right now. So if you want to get great service and you want to know you're working with a company that supports conservative causes, that every month when you pay your bill, they actually take a portion of your bill and they give it back to causes like First and Second Amendment issues, 
and the right to life, as well as adoptions, then you need to check out Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation today with the offer code Ferguson plus other great savings. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Democrats are terrified that Bankman-Fried may, sw- may flip on them and really may explo- expose exactly how he was able to get away with what he got away with. If his advisors, and I, it's clear that Bankman-Fried is a crazy guy, but if his advisors were really, truly smart, what they would end up doing and what they would end up saying is very obvious. We got away with running a Ponzi scheme because the Democratic Party allowed us to get away with it. We got away with doing whatever the hell we wanted to do because Democrats allowed us to get away with it. We were able to do exactly what it was that we wanted. We were able to accomplish exactly what we wanted to accomplish, which was take money from an insane number of individuals. Right? Again, let's just be clear. That's exactly what we did. That's exactly what they did. Because no one held us accountable. We were unregulated because I bribed people. I truly believe that is what he would say in response to all of this. If he was telling the truth. Because that's clearly what we have seen based on what they have done. Now this is no different than what Twitter was doing with the U.S. government. You guys can silence and censor and get away with taking away the rights of Americans as long as you play with the Democratic Party and you donate to the Democratic Party. Why Why do you think Section 230 has not been overturned? The protection for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the others and YouTube and Google. Why do you think it's not been overturned? I'll tell you exactly why. It's because... As long as you give money to the Democrats, and that's what has happened, Democrats keep getting donations from Mark Zuckerberg or Sam Bankman-Fried or Dorsey and the other employees, you can run any way you want to. You can run it however you want to. It doesn't matter. Now, the FTX new CEO has spoken before Congress moments ago. He was asked about this collapse. And this is the FTX new CEO that's been put in place to talk about just how bad things actually are. 
And I want you to hear what he had to say moments ago in front of this committee that, well, Sam Bankman-Free was supposed to be actually testifying before, but miraculously we arrested him right beforehand so it wouldn't hurt the Democrats. Take a listen. FTX. That's just a sideline comment. Um, one of the questions I've got is with regards to the Farmington State Bank. This is a, uh, an investment that uh, Alameda made into, and it's a little bitty bank according to a New York Times article. State of Washington, 26th smallest bank out of 4,800 in the country. They bought it in 2020, had a net worth of 5.7 million, and they dropped 11.5 million in for a percentage of the ownership. Do you know off the top of your head what the percentage of ownership was in that bank that they purchased? Uh, I believe that ownership was approximately 10%, but I can make it. Okay, and that's what I've heard too. So, therefore, they paid 20 times book, which is off the charts outrageous. Um, so, it should be a red flag over the place. Yet, they were able to purchase that, even though it's a minority interest, but 20 times book. FDIC allowed that to happen. They changed names to uh, Moonstone Bank. And since then, they've uh, four separate accounts have dropped to roughly 71 million. Again, according to FDIC data and according to this article. Um, have you looked at this relationship at all yet to see what's, what's going on here and, and what, whether there's any irregularities uh, uh, re- at all? We, we are looking at it. Uh, it certainly uh, is one of the <clears throat> things that came to our attention fairly quickly. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, what the dollars were that went from the FTX group to that bank. Uh, and we're looking at the connections uh, of that bank uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, the Bahamas. Now, here's the thing. Everybody, and the reason why I play that, and I'm going to explain it to you, FTX was able to take over basically a, a bank. And the U.S. government allowed them to take over this bank, even though the deal was a terrible deal that should not have been allowed to happen for as little as they put into the bank. And it was running part of their Ponzi scheme. They needed a bank to help them with the Ponzi scheme. That's what John Ray, the new FTX CEO, who is trying to untangle all of this, has just told you. Every single safeguard in the United States government that was supposed to protect millions of Americans who lost billions of dollars didn't work. How is that even possible? There's only one explanation for this. And that one explanation is he was giving millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to the Democratic Party. So when you're bribing people, and that's what this is, it is bribery, you can get away with anything you want. Now, you look at this recent release of the trove of emails that were sent by Twitter employees related to the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. These two scandals are no different. They basically have the same exact playbook, right? This release of these troves of emails by Twitter employees related to Hunter Biden laptop scandal have fueled the reality that you have direct conspiratorial ties between the social media platform and the government in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. That is no different than what we are now seeing with XTF. You had direct conspiratorial ties between Sam Bankman-Fried, the Democratic Party, and the regulators of the United States government. You go back and look at what Elon Musk teased several days ahead of their release on Friday, December the 2nd, right? These Twitter files. They show that Twitter engaged with politicians over the content on its platform, as well as the social media network's efforts to suppress the story of Hunter Biden for one reason. They needed to tip the scales before the election. And they knew if they legitimized the story that they knew was legitimate, the government knew it was legitimate, the deep state knew it was legitimate, Twitter knew it was legitimate, Facebook knew that it was legitimate. 
They knew that if they didn't tip the scales, Joe Biden wouldn't be the president. Now, the messages point to a clear platform leadership connection to the leadership of the Democratic Party. And the leadership at Twitter opted early on to suppress the story and its recommendation and algorithms and then blocked the link to it and then treated it like child pornography sharing because the company's policy was to make sure that Joe Biden got elected. They knew it wasn't hack material. That didn't matter either. According to the Twitter files, the decision to block the article was made by the former head of legal, public policy, and trust and safety at Twitter. In one of the screenshots, a former U.S. policy communications manager, Trenton Kennedy, wrote that he was struggling to understand the policy basis for marking the Hunter Biden story as unsafe. The decision was said to have been based on what several of Twitter sources called a general warning from federal government, not direct, general, about the possibility of the Post article stemming from foreign interference, even though the deep state, the government that was warning Twitter and Facebook and Google and Instagram, they knew the story was real. They had the laptop for over a year. I go back and compare this to Sam Bankman-Fried. Millions of Americans have lost billions of dollars because the government was in on it the entire time. It's called bribery. That's what it is. Anyone that says it's not bribery, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. This was clearly bribery from the very beginning. Sam Bankman-Fried was able to operate for probably years longer than he should have been. And certainly through the midterm election because he was their top financier. They were able to buy banks in ways that they would no one else, you and I, would never be allowed to. The federal government would have denied the ability for us to buy a bank and do what we were trying to do. And everyone knows it. Okay, everybody understands this. And then he gets, then he files for bankruptcy two days before, or excuse me, two days after the midterm elections. And then just hours before he's going to testify before Congress and explain the relationship between him and Democrats, he immediately just gets arrested? Are you kidding me? This is communism playing out in America because this is what happens in communist countries around the world. This is what corruption looks like around the world, except now it's happening in real time in the United States of America. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 751-2218 or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, there's also a very big issue that has come up, and I want to put this on your radar screen as well, and that is some legislation, uh, and you want to talk about silencing people. You, you may remember we got rid of, and many, many great men and women in our military were actually fired because they refused to get the vaccine. There's some legislation that I want to bring to your attention uh, that Marsha Blackburn is advocating for, U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn, and I want, and earlier today... Uh, I sat down with her to talk about that, but also what's happening with the Twitter files as well. And is Congress going to hold people accountable for what they did at Twitter? Here is that conversation. Joining me now to talk about that is U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. Senator, good morning. Nice to have you with us. And there are a lot of people that are depressed over the fact that we did not get the Senate majority. In fact, we gave the Democrats one more seat. That's that's concerning. And then we have now uh, at least one senator that's flipped to an independent. It's going to make things very interesting and spicy. But let's talk about these Twitter files. You and I have talked about this backstage at CPAC about the silencing, shadow banning, censoring of conservatives. Uh, It was real. We all experienced it in real time. We all witnessed uh, people that were calling us and saying, hey, I can't reach my audience anymore. Now we know exactly what Twitter was doing. The question is, what can Congress do about this, if anything at all? And how do we find out exactly what's been happening at Google? What's been happening at YouTube? What's been happening at Facebook and and Instagram? Because we also know that those companies apparently have also met regularly with the deep state and people within the government, possibly the Democratic Party as well, on who they want to shut down in silence. Well, you're right about every bit of that, Ben. And as you know, over the past two years, uh, Senator Blumenthal and I, in a bipartisan manner, uh, he is the chairman, me is the top Republican on the Consumer Protection Data Security Subcommittee, have held a series of hearings into big tech. And looking at what they do with collecting information and how they censor and prioritize. And we have directed this at how the platforms use the information of children. What we have come to find out is not only do they do this with children, but with adults. And that is confirmed with how they have uh, gone about with the censoring on Twitter and um, the Twitter files being made public, I think is such an important step. And I'm, I'm glad Elon Musk is doing that. Now, as we move forward, past investigations 
past making criminal referrals to the Department of Justice, which is something that the House uh, will be able to do through oversight investigations in the Energy and Commerce Committee, which covers these tech issues. There is a need for online consumer privacy information. Senator Blumenthal and I have the bipartisan bill, the bipartisan bill that would put that national privacy standard in place. It would allow you, the online consumer, to own your virtual you and would say to these platforms, you cannot data mine me, you cannot control my information, you cannot monetize my information unless I give you explicit permission to do this. Plus, Big Tech, you can't kick me off your platform. Now, that is the type privacy legislation people have wanted to see. I have had a privacy bill for 10 full years and have been fighting big tech for a decade on this issue. And it is time to put these protections in place for the American consumer. I got to ask, why has it taken so long? Is it because of the lobbyists and the power of big tech and the money that big tech spends? I mean, we know Facebook's uh, CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, is one of the top donors to the Democratic Party and to Democratic candidates. Uh, The amount of money they spent in the last presidential election and in the midterms uh, was unbelievable. Uh, It's huge money. Is that why you can't get this done so far? Um, I, yes, big tech has fought this every step of the way. And we were marking the bill up 10 years ago in the Energy and Commerce Committee and Nancy Pelosi put a halt to it. Why did she do that? It's because you had Silicon Valley, uh, they're pushing against it. Uh, why has the Open App Market Act not made its way across uh, the Senate floor? We have passed it with a Get this, 20 to 2 vote out of the Senate Judiciary Committee, which would take Apple and Google off as the the gatekeepers on all the apps you put on the Android or the iPhone. And why has it not finished? It is because you've got California senators that don't want that bill to move forward. But the American people want to see a privacy standard. They want to see data security. They want to own their virtual you when they are online. And it is time to do this. I think people are sick and tired of this. You look at what is happening with children. Our Kids Online Safety Act is ready to go. And it would prohibit these big tech platforms from monetizing our children, from allowing drug dealers and pedophiles and uh, videos that cause self-harm to come into the lives of our children. And I've worked very closely with uh, parent advocates, kid advocates, uh, teens themselves who have said there needs to be some policing and reining in of these video platforms. And it is those senators that represent these areas that are slowing this down. But we need to get these protections online. People want to have security. They want to know that their right to privacy is protected, whether they're in the physical space or the virtual space. 
Well, let's talk about TikTok because you mentioned uh, that people want safety and security. It's pretty clear now from all of the different intel and warnings that have come out that TikTok is nothing more than a spying mechanism for China. Why are we still allowing the TikTok app to be used when we know that it's just about data gathering uh, on every single user, especially in the U.S.? We've seen states now that are banning uh, the TikTok app from being downloaded onto government phones. Uh, would the federal government move to that, or is there just too much influence um, from the left to say, no, 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 we got to keep China's top app and you know rolling in America? Um, we have tried to get TikTok banned, and indeed, President Trump moved uh, to remove TikTok. Biden let TikTok back in, and what we know is that uh, federal phones, we remove them from the phones of our military and our federal employees. Uh, they cannot put these social media apps on a federal phone. We know that that is dangerous. And so, and your military can't have it on any phone. This is something that the Chinese Communist Party, who is in cahoots, remember, with the other members of your axis of evil. You have Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. These are people that do not wish us well. And you don't want them having access to sensitive data and information. Let's talk quickly before we move to another issue that deals with the military about lying to Congress. Senator, it's getting frustrating, I know, for many Americans that watch and this last week is a perfect example of this. We have video of Jack Dorsey deliberately lying to Congress when being asked questions uh, about shadow banning, about silencing conservatives. We know that he lied to Congress now based on the internal files of Twitter that are being exposed. Does anyone get in trouble anymore if you're a Democrat or on the left, if you just straight up lie to Congress? Is there any accountability anymore about lying to Congress. It was supposed to be a big deal, like, hey, when you go testify in Congress, you don't lie. Well, it is a big deal. And you look at people that raise their hand and take that oath and then sit down in that chair and answer things in a very curious way, if you will. And um, I, I think that as you have the House going under Republican control, you will see some action take place for people that have chosen to stand there and not tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And I look forward to what the House members are going to do as they begin to take these actions. Uh, you look at uh, what we're finding out from the Twitter files, and as you said, if Twitter was doing it, you know that other people are doing it. And then I think one of the things that has um, come out that is important for us to remember uh, is that the contributions that these uh, employees at Twitter made were 96 to 99% all for Democrat candidates. Yeah. So what they were doing was taking their political ideology and then they were making decisions based completely on that. And uh, they were getting rid of things that offended their sensibilities, not things that were something breaking the rules or 
breaking a law, but they were actually infringing someone's free speech because they disagreed with a point of view. So let that sink in for a minute and think about what they're actually doing here and the dangers of that. So these people that have come before Congress, raised their hand, taken an oath, and now we're finding out they knew differently. They had knowledge and they did something different. And we are going to have to be very attuned to watching what the House does as they move forward with these referrals. I hope that, and, and I say this because I've talked to so many people that are just at the point of beyond outrage, and they feel like sometimes conservatives, when they get to Congress, don't fight the same way Democrats do. I hope you guys in the Senate encourage them to stick to it, to get to the truth, hold people accountable uh, in the House, because people are expecting that. I, I want to move to this other issue. Yeah. You have called on Biden to sign the national defense bill and repeal his his power grabbing military covid mandate. Uh, This is a covid vaccine mandate that that was harmful to the military. Not only was it harmful uh, and took away uh, people's rights when it comes to medical decisions, but it also now we, we have been told has put us in a bad spot with our troop numbers. Talk about this, and is there a chance that they will admit we got this wrong, kicking people out of the military for not being vaccinated? Yes, and uh, what we are working to do right now is get this NDAA across the line, and we know that 3,300 Marines, 1,800 soldiers, Uh, 1,800 sailors and 900 airmen have been removed from active duty service because of this mandate. You also have members of the National Guard removed because of this mandate. So my legislation that has made it into the NDAA and already passed the House says, DOD, you've got 30 days and this goes away. But by the end of 30 days, it is gone. And they have to implement it. And what we do know is that because of these efforts that I've been making for six months, that there are some members of the military that have already been called back. If you've got a squadron that needs a highly trained pilot or you've got um, other special skills and they can't fill out a unit, Some of these individuals have been allowed to move back into service. And with this, we think you will see others of that. The next step after we get this mandate rescinded is to make these men and women that were released whole, to get them their benefits, to allow them back into the military if they so choose to serve. Uh, Those are components that... um, we will go to rectifying this situation, this overstep that DOD and the Biden administration has exercised. Are there Democrats that are willing to come alongside you on this one that you've talked to colleagues who oh, yeah. said, yeah, we understand this. I mean, this to me seems like it could be a very big bipartisan type bill. Well, and it has. And bear in mind, when I presented these amendments in committee, they were voted down on a party line vote. And uh, now what we've seen is that with bipartisan support, 
it has come out of the House, and it will move with bipartisan support through the Senate. Incredible. Senator, I appreciate your time as always. Good to chat with you this morning uh, and uh, keep us updated on this bill as it moves forward. Good luck in this new Congress. I know there's a lot of people that are excited to see what Republicans do. You were in the House for a long time, so keep encouraging those guys. Don't back down because I know there's a lot of people that are afraid that's what's going to happen. And they're going to need everybody's support who's been there before to say, hey, don't back down. So thanks as always. We'll talk to you again real soon. You got it. Take care. Bye bye. As I've said before, we are going to keep exposing the Twitter files. Every day when new stuff drops, we will have it here for you. So make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, all right? Also, make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. Uh, Please write us a five-star review, and I will see you back here tomorrow. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.